Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We've covered a lot of ground today. We talked about the history of Juneteenth. We talked about how Juneteenth is being celebrated today here in Utah as well as across the country. We talked about uh, the history of this day being commemorated uh, specifically here in Utah and how just a few years ago it was a pair of legislators on Utah's Capitol Hill who teamed up, one Democrat, one Republican, both African-American, to introduce and unanimously pass a piece of legislation which will forever commemorate Juneteenth as Juneteenth Freedom Day here in Utah on the third Saturday in June. Looking forward to that uh, tomorrow. In addition, of course, to uh, the festivities happening right now, as you heard reported by Mark Jackson there at Washington Square, there are individuals gathered together. Uh, in fact, I'm looking at a tweet right now. This is fascinating. Uh, by uh, Garna Mejia. You know her from KSL Television. She has a, a, a brief video on Twitter right now, uh, at Garna Mejia KSL, and she shows Cynthia White, uh, a woman named Cynthia White, who there is reading a poem while in her hand she is holding her great-great-grandmother's emancipation papers. Imagine that. My family's history doesn't have chapters like that. Our story's pretty boring. Came over from Europe, got a farm, spread out. Here we are today. Not everyone's story is so simple. Many people's story is uh, difficult and hard and complicated and heartbreaking. And there's a woman right now, while holding her great-great-grandmother's emancipation papers as part of Juneteenth celebrations in Salt Lake City right now, sharing a poem. It's, uh, touching stuff. Uh, we have on the program today spoken to political candidates. We spoke to Chris Peterson, a Democrat who would like to be governor. We spoke to uh, Ben McAdams, who would like to remain as Utah's 4th District Congressman. We spoke to Senator Mike Lee, explaining some of what's happening in Congress. Each and every one of those segments involves a lot of research, if I'm honest. Right now, as I sit here speaking to you, there's a computer screen in front of me uh, where I'm looking at something called the Rundown. It's a big grid. Amy and I come together each day, and we fill it with topics, and we analyze guests who might be appropriate to help us uh, share those topics. And there are notes, uh, and you hear all the audio we play on the program. Uh, there are notes there to give me cues to introduce that. Uh, and then... And that, and that is every single segment. So every segment of the program has this big plan behind it, except for this one here. As I scroll down in today's rundown, at 2.50, the 2.50 segment, the final segment of today's episode and of the week, 
it says simply Father's Day. For all of my life until, uh, until now, Father's Day for me has been a, a way to try to not to forget it and to try to call my dad or send him some kind of gift or if the planet's lined up in just the right way, maybe I hop in the car and make a road trip over to his place and surprise him uh, with dinner or lunch or something like that. That's been Father's Day to me is just to check the box and make sure my dad uh, knows that I'm thinking about him. Well, all that changed about seven months ago. When I became a father myself. Many of you listening, I'm sure, are probably rolling your eyes right now and you're saying to yourself, oh great, here we go. Uh, Another kid here uh, got himself his first baby and now he's going to tell us about how he has all these new feelings, his life has been changed, perspective has been shifted, and his paradigm is all now upside down while his priorities get rearranged. Well, you're right, because all those things are true. I've heard it forever. I've heard it forever. You know, people telling me, oh, yeah, when you become a father, it's going to be the most beautiful thing. They're right. Oh, when you become a father, it's going to be the most challenging thing. Yeah, they're right. Oh, when you become a father, every single one of your priorities is going to shift. Yeah, they're absolutely right. The way I think about my time, the way I think about my health, the way I think about money, the way I think about my relationship with my wife. It is all different now because I'm a father. It's not just me anymore. There is a life that quite literally depends on me and my wife. Little baby Piper. <laughs> Little baby Piper. A few weeks ago, she, had her, she, she got her first tooth. It's on the bottom. It's coming a little sideways. It'll straighten out. That's what they tell us. <laughs> if you Google around, you can find advice on anything. And they tell us that that tooth that's coming in right now that's causing her all the grief as she tries to sleep at night, it'll straighten out. When the others come in, they'll fall in line, maybe. And if not, you know, there's a way to fix that later on in life. Piper. That's my baby. Piper Jean, named after uh, family names on her mother's side and on my side. Piper Jean Lonsberry. She's beautiful. She has a little birthmark on her forehead. It's called a, a nebus sebaceous. Yeah. It's a little clustering of glands. It looks a little bit funny, but I think it's beautiful because it's unique and it's her and it's on my daughter. And every time I look at it, I think that's, that's, that's one little uniqueness about you. And she has plenty more, plenty of more, plenty of more uniquenesses about this little one. We're going through that stage right now where she is so dependent on her mom that if I'm holding her and mom walks through, yeah, she starts crying. Or if mom and I are sitting together and uh, I'm holding baby Piper and mom walks out of the room, yeah, Piper starts crying. Breaks my heart, but I get it. I get it. It's all right. Because they tell me. They tell me that as the years go on, you know, that's going to shift a little bit. And I will be, I will be the center of her world. She will come to me for everything. And I'll give her everything, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I know. I know a lot of people go into parenthood saying, "Oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a disciplinarian. Uh, this child of mine is going to understand, uh, you know, what is right and wrong, and uh, my child will be uh, seen and not heard, and I uh, will rule this." No, no, that's not me. 
<laughs> I'd like to. I'd, that'd be great, right? It'd be a lot easier. No, no, no. She's she's seven months old. She's already got me figured out. If there's something that she wants uh, and she can get it from me, she can have it. She's gonna get it. Yeah, she's not so she's not so big a fan of uh, the little toys that we've been getting her. You know, the the inexpensive little plastic things to chew on. Yeah, no, she tosses those aside. You know what she likes? She likes chewing on my watch. And I've got one of these smart watches too that uh, does my heart rate and uh, it sends me messages from my phone. Yeah, those aren't cheap. Well, and it's her favorite toy now, and she can have it, and I give it to her without batting an eye. And it's every single one of those little things all added together which has got me feeling a little bit somber today because I know with the passage of time that that will all change. I know that she will grow up and old, and she will be out the door, and she'll no longer be my little seven-month-old baby. And I will only on Sunday be celebrating Father's Day for the first time. But I'm looking forward to it. And I hope you are as well. Happy Father's Day to you. Call your father. If you don't have plans to already, please do it. I'm going to step aside, make way for the great Jeff Kaplan as he brings to you Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news here on KSL News Radio.